0: People with very, very good attitude can actually make up skill if they work hard at
1: it. Let's talk about uh, talent recruitment. What do you look out for when you see a bid? Uh, a bid is someone that you're looking at hiring, walk into your office, either through your door, that's the door of your, your company, or via mail. Okay. So, um, what do you look out for when you see a bid walk into your office? A job. So two things, there are two major uh, pillars
0: of uh, look out for uh, competence and attitude. Yeah. So the first thing is, can you do work? That's the first thing. Uh, and then I also then look at the attitude. Uh, when I say, okay, well, let me go back to the first one. Competence is really the skills required. So if you are looking for a job as a salesperson, for instance, can you sell? Do you have the skills needed to sell? That's one. And then the second, which I even think is actually more important, is the person attitude. I'm looking for somebody that wants to give in their best. You don't want somebody that is, that is lukewarm about work. Exactly. You want somebody to put in as much effort as possible. And to a very large extent, right, people with very, very good attitude can actually make up skill if they work hard at it. Exactly. So somebody with a good attitude is teachable. It might require some training, some mentoring, some hand holding. But as long as they are willing, you know, with their hearts to do that work, it's possible to it's possible to get them up to speed. But if you yes. have somebody that has a very terrible attitude, then that's that's very difficult to, to manage. It's very that's difficult to manage. I think most of the people that I see that you know have had issues working with is mostly an attitude and a skill thing. People that are willing, just not willing to apply themselves enough.
1: This is very very helpful. So character comes before the skill, not the skill before the character. <laughs> I, I always don't want to have
0: to choose one. To be honest, um, because we we are trying to work right. So as as much as possible, please try bring with. Just that. Let's put it this way: if you're not, if you're a good character, you're not good at the job itself. If if the time given to bring yourself up to speed, if you can't get it, then. Yeah. He might not be able to stay, but at least to be a better parting. in yeah. Than...
1: exactly. Yeah, this is this is helpful. Thank you. Uh, have yeah. you have you had any challenge hiring talent for role?
0: Talent hiring talent is is tough. Uh, we are going through a lot of that. We've gone through a lot of it in the past few months. We are going through a lot of it in the next few months. It's tough. And I I was just discussing with um, you know somebody senior in the industry. So and I was telling him that you know, one of the biggest struggles you face um, as a smaller company looking to get the best people is, uh, you know, your limited resources. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, one of our key talents is is leaving us at the end of this month, right? We really just can't match what those guys are offering him. That's a much bigger company that is, is pushing him away. So one thing we've really, you, I think you have to really develop as a leader is if you go to somewhere like a KPMG, for instance, you have all these, you have a room full of people that were all the best from their schools. Yes. So you have the best in UI, you have the best here, you have the best here. You have all these very, very sharp people um, in a room and um, KPMG can afford them. KPMG has both the name and the money to afford them. Um, you are, you know, you're an upstart. You don't really have so much of a name yet. You definitely don't have the money. So you have to, you now have to find ways to inspire people to even bring them in and stay. Because trust me, some people, even if you pay some people more, um, mm. they wouldn't mind leaving you for a KPMG just because of the name. Exactly. You, you know, so. It can help to boost your resume. Their resume, they want to work in a multinational, they want to work in a more structured environment. They want to just have that experience Or okay, I've worked in KPMG before. Um, so. Um, one of the biggest you know challenges we face is you have to then convince them that you are a very very good employer you have you have to give them something more to look forward to that money is as much as you can there's really so much you can do you might not be able to keep everybody all the time as long as you you prefer but you know for the people that you have you want to also you want to also sell them an idea of okay, there is a lot of prospects for us in the future since we are smaller for you the we thought. And you also want to tell them about how much they can learn if they are with you and all of that. So, um, which is why, you know, I mean, this, this is just an aside. I was telling somebody, and maybe i write about it in the future. This is the reason why some startups announce fundraising. Somebody raises $1 million and they announce it, right? I mean, it's not just... Some people are not just because they want to announce. They want to also announce so that they can get talent, more talent. Talent in the market can see that hey, these people have money. Exactly,
1: really exactly. Them, you know? The first, the first time I heard that, I was so shocked. <laughs> like, why, why do people raise money and then tell the whole world they raise money?
0: So, yeah. someone, someone yeah. had to,
1: like, call me and then explain to me, I said, oh, no, I see. <laughs> it's, <amazing. laughs> it's
0: funny, it's funny, like, it's, it's funny, like it, the way people think, so people, some people just want to know that you have money. So, when people hear you have $1 million, they're like, ah, okay, I just want to get money, you can pay me, you know, because yes, if, yes. If they're offered to some people. If they don't have any, if they are not sure you can afford them, they won't come, even if you offer them 1000000 million, they're like, "I'm telling you, this one will get money they're telling you but i you, like, ah, you raise five million dollars they're like ah no paper don't rest <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that people think that way boys it's, it's what it is but it's what it
1: is that's the reality yeah um this one uh from your profile you worked with a fintech called the zisha position at nairobi kenya yeah. what's it like working in east in africa, east africa?
0: It was very cold. That's the first thing I will always remember. <laughs> it's very cold. East Africa is very cold. Very cold during. So their own winter is during uh, summer months. So from um, July, August, September is um, winter. Yeah, it's very, very cold. Very, mm. very, very cold. I mean, yeah, we're always on jackets. I mean, when the sun starts to come out, it's better. But I mean, it was so cold that even guys that came from London were surprised. It was that cold. Yeah. Mm. Wow, oh, really cold. Now well, my style is that uh, they are very. The attitude, interestingly, is um, you know people are a lot more chill. Okay. A more. I mean, yeah, we're all Africans, but the typical. I don't know if I can say East African or Kenya now is much more relaxed.
1: They're very. Yeah, like they are so. They are so relaxed
0: about work. They are relaxed about work and life generally, you know, you just come to work. Uh, they do their More like a government <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, not necessarily, not necessarily. Um, so they can be very efficient too. It's like, okay. I like the efficiency because um, I mean they just come to work, come to work by you know the time you're supposed to come eight or nine, you know come, do their work, leave by five on the dot, you know just making life very very easy, very easy, very very much well much easier than you know the typical Nigerian that you are coming with so Your much is- ginger exactly work, that was the difference i like, saw so that ah uh, people are just sometimes so last year
1: they want to I they want in. to enjoy i mean, be taking care of you can get a bit
0: efficient because like, so in, in terms of walking they do what they're supposed to do right they might not get out yeah. ginger but you do it to do it well and you know one but in terms of enjoying i don't know if there's any there are people that like to enjoy like queen Nigerians. so you know they are still even though they enjoy, <laughs> if you go if you go out so outside work, if you go out to like a club or something, if you see somebody popping bottles, it's likely Nigerian. In Nigeria. No, uh, mm. you don't do that. I mean, Nigerians are
1: known. If you see somebody louder, louder than everybody in the room, is a Nigerian. Most likely, Nigerian. <laughs> I noticed that with my friends in Uganda, like we love Nigerians when they are very loud. They know how to enjoy. They make yes. so much noise. They have yes. so many celebrities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that's, that's that's what that's what it is really. Because
0: when you're when you're, when you get there, yeah, that's the that's the impression. So I feel like oh, Nigerians mostly have money. Uh, yes. Because we look so extravagant. So somebody goes out and they just buy a simple drink. Yeah. like Nigerians will go, you know, buy champagne, buy the most expensive you know, VIP lounge out and all of that. But you know, yeah, just a be more chill and conservative. So there's a running joke in Kenya that Kenyan girls like to date Nigerian guys because yeah. they, spend, they spend money on them. The same thing in
1: Uganda too. Are you serious? I'm telling you. It's, it's like within those regions, Kenya, Uganda, Kigali, that's yeah. Rwanda, and then Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah yeah that's the that's the general and, and i I
0: guess even even the you know our music pretty much dominates that place too so if you if you if you see the average music lover if you check yes. their it's, it's mostly
1: Nigerian songs. yes
0: mostly Nigerians that's very correct they are following all the latest
1: music very here. correct they always say it like these guys they have a lot of celebrities. Like, you start calling the names, calling the names that some that I don't even know. I'm like, yo, how do you know about this? Yes, yes. Um,
0: That's really, so it's a a very, you know, it's a much much more chill lifestyle. No work environment. Um, I think the similarities is, you know, generally Africa. Africa has that whole, um, they call it power distance thing where young people respect older people, right? Yes. So that whole respect okay. culture is still there. Maybe not as maybe not as um, pronounced as some cultures here, but, but generally, you know, the boss is respected and feared. So, which is which is very similar here too. Not not in all companies here, but yeah, not in,
1: not, not in all companies. Generally not in speaking. all companies. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is very helpful. Thank you. Uh, what's the requirement for foreigners that is like other Africans to work in East Africa, particularly R- Rwanda and then Kenya? But let's focus on Kenya since uh, you worked at uh, at Kenya.
0: Yeah. So, um, interestingly, you really want to their their immigration um, requirements are actually quite strict. Or recent, very very strict. Specific so, of the COVID? No, even pre-COVID. So I've not been there since COVID. <laughs> but even pre-COVID, right? What they wanted me to demonstrate, what they wanted the companies to demonstrate was that there was nobody um, that could do what I was doing. If not, why are they bringing in Nigerians to do a job that Kenyans couldn't do? It was particularly difficult for me, to be honest, because of there seemed to be this whole notion about Nigerians being fraudsters and stuff, which obviously is no fault of, uh, well, it's our fault, sorry, as Nigerian, as the... You know, image is projected to the world. So your company really has to demonstrate. Uh, if you are going, it's, it's better to go on a work kind of um, permit. Um, okay. But your if you are that if you are going for you are going for business, your company needs to demonstrate in very clear terms on why you are required. Anything short of that, it will be very difficult for you to get more than a month um, pass to stay in Kenya particularly if you're a Nigerian. So if you're going from the, for the work angle, the work permit angle, your company has to submit a very detailed documentation on on why they need your special skills there, which you know can be a bit difficult for them to prove, but um, depending on how good their immigration consultant is. To be honest, wow. way, they wanted me out after two months. We had to talk and talk
1: and you know beg and <laughs> it was wow. very so, so let me let me ask let me ask is is it a hack to because the truth is uh they they see Nigerians as very wealthy people and yep. then a lot of our words is like not through very mm. clear means. So is it a hack to like for let's take for example like for businessmen like me who want to uh, own a business in East Africa. East Africa.
0: So the hack, unfortunately, is money. The well the simplest hack is is money. So I think if you are coming with investment of I can't remember the specific amount now, between somewhere between hundred and five hundred thousand dollars are they will allow you to enter a straight door. If you're coming to invest <laughs> that wow. kind of yeah. Um, I can't remember the specific but somewhere between hundred and five hundred here, I'm not sure. I think there are different bands. If you are coming with a significant amount that the businessman to enter, no, they will allow you enter straight. Um, there's okay. no so so the simplest hack is, is money. Aside from money, I, I think the other you know the other the
1: other hack is like more like uh, having somebody like proxy more like collaboration.
0: Yeah like it's more of a collaboration. Um I'm not sure how the proxy would work but I think a collaboration would be easier too okay. in terms of um, and it, it should come as of some investment. So it's easier to to go in the guise of oh, we are coming to add value. Exactly. Um, they've become very, very strict with people just coming to look for work because um, their idea is that look we have high unemployment and why Nigerians come the few come, exactly
1: work. the few ones that we have. Yeah the so
0: same the
1: same thing the same thing is also happening in the UK too.
0: Wow. I had no idea. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, what what should one look at for when selecting persons to join their board of directors?
0: Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you read, you read what I wrote. That's what I yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> sure, I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, a few things. Um, so one is experience slash competence. Okay. You're looking for people that understand um, that industry that you are in or, or maybe similar industries as yours, or not too far off in any case. Um, okay. So you're looking for people that are well-experienced and, uh, and and preferably not just experienced, also being successful in, in that industry you're looking for. And preferably, preferably, um, you're also looking for people that you have some sort of ex- existing relationship with. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to just walk up to Dangote and say, you want to, you want him on your board. And if I would say, you know, that would be a really, really big fish, but it's just an example of somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So usually it's better to go through some sort of experienced person that has an existing relationship with the person that you want. And um, But I mean, obviously for very big companies, um, MTN can just send a random email to, well, not random, or anything can approach, anything <laughs> can approach. Dangote go it. Come beyond the board.
1: Yes, um, it's, 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 yeah. it's already a big brand, so he's he's going to respect that.
0: you going to respect that, yeah. So you're looking for experience. You're looking for existing relationship, and the, the the third thing you're also looking for is you know people that will also be understanding towards your vision. Okay, um, which is where the relationship also comes in because. If you if you go for for people that you know very very disconnected, you know from you in terms of understanding your vision, um, your vision, and you know what you want to do as a company, they might just come and change your whole business. Especially That's if they true. come with investments. We That's also true. want people to also you know give you a level of okay, uh, hand, they trust you, so they will allow you to do some things. In any case, a board will always give some sort of direction. Right? It's just that exactly. You don't want it to be too rigid. You don't want it to be so rigid that they're so still... That's it. Exactly. That it, that it, it, it
1: places a boundary around you. Exactly. That yeah, you can't now... You don't have any freedom to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, this is very helpful. How do you compensate your directors if you start up? startup?
0: Okay, yeah. So, usually, usually the what's best practice, right, is to have a sort of sitting allowance you're going to have a sort of sitting allowance that every quarterly meeting you give them. Now, that sitting allowance will be based on what you can afford. It's really just a stipend, really. But in, in a lot of cases, what I've seen is um, people that have... As startups that have board, they usually have board, board, of, ad, board of advisors, right? Um, and okay. in 7 out of 10 cases, those guys are not even compensated because... One, usually there they are people that have made some sort of investment in the company, so it's in their best interest to guide yeah. the management. Exactly. And then, secondly, they are also doing it as a sort of mentorship thing,
1: exactly. whereby
0: you know, it's more of, of um, successful. Now it's yeah. time for me to mentor the coming generation. So, a lot of startups don't get to pay their board like a regular stipend or something, which is why again it's always better to be based on relationship where there's mutual respect and the person is really just guiding you, the person is not doing it because um because you want to pay them or is it strictly business relationship?
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Thank you so so much. Thank you well uh, Tunde. Appreciate no. it. Uh what book would will you recommend for a young person finding their path Either in a corporate setting or entrepreneurship. Okay, I, I know. I know you read a lot of books.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need to even read more stuff. Anyways, so the um, I guess there there are so many books, right? And I'm um, wondering when I saw the, when I uh, when I was thinking, as you said it now, I just started thinking
1: about all the books. All the books, but you can just speak one out of all of them. One, okay. No, that one. i <laughs> uh, I'll
0: just say, I'll say different books for different reasons. Just a few. Um, okay, so there is one of the best, you know, business books I've read um, is Rework. Rework mm-hmm. by Jason Fried of uh, Jason Fried and uh, Michael Heis. That is the second name is hard to pronounce, but you can say with Jason Fried. I mean, Rework is an excellent book. Um, It's not so popular. But it's very, 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 very good for understanding very practical ways of lo- of starting and running a business, business on a on a lean budget, a very reasonable budget, and with very realistic expectations. There's also the Four Hour work, work Week by Tim Ferriss. Okay. Very, very, very good book. Has very, very practical insights on how to sort of transit from employment to entrepreneurship. But, you know, as, as with all books, and let me just say this comment, I didn't say it up front before, but let me say all, all these books, right? Yeah. Um, especially the foreign ones, they are they have their contextual relevances in terms of you can't just take everything and apply it. Exactly. There are many things that you can pick and choose. Even in Ferris for his book, you say, oh, blunt, you know. So it's not gonna tell you, oh, you must apply everything in the book, you know, uh whole client and uh, especially if you're in Nigeria here. Um, the circumstances are different. Let's That's work I also like um, I also like biographies. I I really like biographies of successful people and you know I think two of my favorites so far there is um Steve Jobs. Yes. Um, excellent, excellent biography and not and um, I usually recommend that because I, I don't really, I like um, Steve for a lot of things he achieved, he's, but he's not a, he, he didn't have a great
1: personality. You know, um, for especially for HR. He wasn't yeah, that. HR, exactly. HR, don't like Steve. He's very rude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, have he's, you read, have you read Shoot Dog? No, I've not read that, but that's, that's the Nike. Um, exactly.
1: Amazing Nike book.
0: Yeah, I've not read it, funny enough. It's on my list. I mean, I have, I have a backlog of books okay. uh, I've read. Hopefully, I'll get to a shoe eventually. Yeah, so I, um, Steve Jobs. Um, There's also the one on um, Elon Musk and um, Jeff Bezos. Excellent books, too. Very, very, very good books. But I think those books now, if they're Bezos or Amazon, there is also, in a Nigerian context, I think... Some of the best business books I've read. Um Small Small Money Big Business. I can't yeah, like exactly. It. yeah, that's a very very good practical book.
1: Yeah, especially um, on marketing and sales.
0: Amazing book. You know. And then there's also Risk and Return by Yomi J. That that's yeah. guy Cardinal Stone. I mean, I read extensively about that book. I think that's one of the best Nigerian business books I've read. So, so there is also that. I think all the other information you would need on business in Nigeria is mostly blogs. To be honest, so this guy Jason Jason Joko of Iwoko has an amazing blog. Writes very detailed stuff. This lady also writes very well too. Doctor Flying Doctors. Yeah. Yeah, she writes very very well too. Them. I mean, those are into that easily come that comes to. Yeah, my that comes mind, right? handy. Exactly. Yes i've said
1: a few books <laughs> i think those ones are enough for people to at least get started on thank you so so much about i really appreciate this this uh section this is very very insightful very helpful and mind-blowing thank you so so much no problem Mika. thanks a lot for having me i really appreciate it yeah it's a pleasure okay have a good evening yeah you too